Chapter 38 The Canticle of the Creatures The man named Francis wouldn't leave the temple. He spent the entire day walking around it, while I spent the whole day following him. After enough time, I went to visit the monkey by the doorway. But all this ape ever did was repeat Ram's name over and over. Then I'd listen to the birds, look for bugs, and check on anything else that was around here. All the while, the man named Francis paced back and forth, whispering to himself, It just doesn't make any sense. How could it end up like this? said Francis. The monkey instructed me to console the man, to serve my fellow creatures with love, but there was little I could do to help ease his troubled mind. We were right here, on the footsteps of the Holy Mother's temple, and yet this man seemed to be anywhere but here. His mind was lost in thoughts, speeding up out of control. Pressing my head against his leg, I tried to calm Francis down, to show him that there was nothing to worry about. If only he could come back to this moment and realize there was nothing to fear. I told him. You don't understand, Black Cat, said Francis. What's wrong with him? I asked the monkey. He's got shit stuck in his head. He's trying to use intellect to solve problems the mind cannot answer. He must use his heart, said the monkey. Come on, dude, I pawed at him. Settle down, man. Things are getting worse, said Francis. You know, the only reason I found this place is because I ran for my own people. We were living in a mystical pyramid, but the inner layers burned. It's all chaos. An owl landed on a branch near the monkey, while Francis kept pacing back and forth on the steps of the temple. Que pasa, amigo? Oh, he needs to breathe, said the wise owl. Yes, indeed, said the monkey. And who are you? I asked the bird. He didn't respond, and so the monkey whispered. He's the enlightened owl. Well, this bird was right about the breathing. Come on, human, just focus on the breath. But Francis couldn't hear me, and so he continued rambling to himself. They built it all wrong from the beginning, said Francis. Their entire society was built on a lie, always fighting, trying to conquer others, and never stopping to love anyone. We were all trying to survive, but they took it too far, with too many luxuries. Every excess becomes a vice. Oh, why don't they see it? We forgot how to share. And the moment their comforts were taken away, they suffered more in their minds than in reality. We always had enough rice and lentils for all. We even have seeds to plant crops and start again. But it wasn't enough for the generals. I remembered when I was Jane, the human who was trapped with them, when I realized I had lived in the same world he was speaking of. He's telling the truth. I told the monkey and the owl. Truth is not within you. You are within truth. The unity condition that is the glory of this earth cosmos. Truth is the context of our life. Truth is our environment, our substance, or actual reality divine. Not the mind, said the owl. Interesting. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the mind, but I suppose I could be wrong. I turned toward Francis, who continued to ramble. They were hungry for more. Rice and lentils didn't cut it after a week in the woods, and rumors spread about the giant fish swimming at the bottom of the big lake. But no one could catch it because we didn't have any bait. Francis pulled the hair on his head when I followed behind him and whispered, Just breathe, I told him. Breathe and be here with me. You've been to the other pyramid, haven't you, Black Cat? 
You saw how it is, said Francis. I told him. It's just over those hills, and once the pyramid burned, I tried to save the orphans, so I took in all the kids without a home. There were so many of them without a family, with nowhere to go, but they were safe with me, said Francis. By now the sun started its descent, crickets began to chirp, frogs started to chant, and the moon climbed through the sky just as the sunset came down. I gave those children a home. We didn't have much, but I made a tent between two trees for the kids who had nothing. Someone had to help them. It was all going fine, until one by one, the children started to disappear. The man fell to his knees and began to weep. Now the sky went dark, and the onset of the night was here. Pawing up against his shoulder, I tried to wipe away his tears, but he couldn't stop crying. There were 33 children, but after five went missing, I had to leave and look for them, said Francis. One night, I went out when everyone was asleep. I felt like a panther patrolling our campgrounds, keeping a watchful eye over my tent. I climbed a tree and stayed awake for hours until I saw a man with a knife appear. He was waiting 20 yards behind our camp, and his eyes were fixed on the tent with all those orphans. Both of us waited, but once a child awoke to use the bathroom, the little boy was half asleep when the man with the knife snatched him in the middle of the night. The moon rose high in the sky when I heard other animals gather on the outskirts of the temple. Many creatures listened to his story, and even the monkey and the owl had yet to say another word. Francis rose from his feet and looked at me. I followed the man with the knife until he took the boy to a cave by the river. That's when I knew I had to act. And don't you judge me, black cat, for I am a simple man. And once I got inside, I saw the man holding the knife up about to kill that boy. Not only that, but there were the remains of the other five children with their limbs cut out of place. I grabbed the knife and did what I had to do. I saved that orphan, and we ran back through the forest and into our tent. I told the boy to never speak of what happened. I told the child that the man deserved what had happened, because he was cutting up God's children and using them as fish bait. Waiting under the moonlight, all of us remained silent until Francis gathered up the courage to speak again. The next day, the generals and soldiers ran out of fish. They couldn't find their fishermen and before long the police began patrolling every night, staying up way too late. Eventually they found his body in the cave, and they even brought his murder to light. They told the whole community that someone was going to pay for it, and they said his killer would die that night. I stayed close to God's children, but in the end it was no use. Last night the police came past my tent, holding up a noose, said Francis. Without saying another word, he got up and left. Walking off into the forest, he left me alone on the first few steps. There was nothing I could do, nothing anyone could say, and even the new creatures that came to the temple stayed at bay. We were all silent, stuck in a feeling of a lonely night. But then Francis came back carrying ten long sticks between his arms to honor Brother Fire's light. Oh, Sister Moon, let us prepare you a fire, proclaimed Francis to the moon high in the sky. For my fellow people have lost the way. We have dishonored our own children. Forgive our sins, Lord. Forgive me for the consequences of that night. 
Of course those men are the worst of wicked, and even I too have sinned. But I had to do something to save your beautiful creation. Lord, trust me when I say that I was only trying to save your children. Oh, forgive me, Mother Moon. This was never the way I wished for it to happen. Francis sparked flint across stones when a flame spread over dead leaves. Oh, Brother Fire, welcome to another birth. Under Sister Moon, you are welcomed by the cat and all her creatures as we take refuge on Mother Earth, said Francis. Once the fire burned bright, he danced in a slow, methodical fashion, as if he himself had taken hold of a spirit. His mind was lost in the breeze as he swayed from side to side. Now the gust began to grow, cradling his body under the moon's light. And of course I can't forget Brother Wind, for it is you who carry the breath that gives life to this hot and holy flame. You have come from so far away, and so we honor your connection to God's holy name, said Francis. Clouds passed overhead when a few gentle raindrops fell down from the sky as if only to refresh our taste, for even the fire was tickled by the water. A miracle, whispered the monkey. The mother is on her way. Many creatures came to gather on the steps of the temple when Francis began to pray. Yours are the praises, most high and all-powerful God. Your glory is perfect, and yet it is I who am flawed. You alone are my Lord, as I have prepared you this flame. O beloved one, who among us is even worthy to mention your holy name? Be praised, my beloved, to all your creatures, especially to Brother Son. He is the brightest of all teachers. We honor the sun, the one who spreads your light. Beautiful and radiant, the sun comes to balance the darkest nights. Praise be to you, through Sister Moon and the stars, reminding the righteous and just that heaven is not too far. Shining like the hearts of our ancestors, you watch over the faithful. By your grace and glory, each star is a reminder to be grateful. Praise be to you, my beloved brother Wind. It is through the essence of air that my praises rejoice and sing. And in every kind of weather, you give birth to new life. Sustaining God's creatures, you give a home to all our wildlife. Praise be to you, my beloved sister Water, sustaining all life everywhere, from the mightiest of hawks to the gentlest of otters. So useful and humble, you are precious and chaste. And whenever we are thirsty, you offer yourself as a fresh taste. Praise be to you, my beloved brother Fire. Through the depths of the night, you allow light to transpire. Playful and daring, you are robust and strong. You keep the wicked in line, burning away all that is wrong. Praise be to you, my beloved Mother Earth, the sustenance of our soil, providing all life of birth. Varied are your fruits, you color every flower and herb. Humbling myself before you, I bow so that I may serve. Praise be to you, my beloved God of all, granting forgiveness to your people. We appreciate all those who answer your call. You are the solution to our troubles, accepting everyone with your love. You are the Alpha and the Omega, as below, so above. And blessed are those who remain peaceful among a world of war. They shall be crowned by the Most High, as examples of leaders who all should adore. Praise be to you, my beloved sister Death, from whom no creature can escape. We offer you our last breath.
Woe to those who die among sin, and may the blessed be not alarmed. For those who follow the faith, death shall do them no harm. Praise be to you, my Lord God. You keep my heart ever filled. Blessed be to all your beloved creatures. May we serve you with humility to honor your will. Lightning crashed across the land, for this was a sign that the Maker of all had heard his prayer, and I was certain that my mother would be eager to meet him soon.